This is Boroughcast from Scarborough Borough Council. Hello and thank you for streaming or downloading this podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. This is Boroughcast with Gabrielle Janzio and Andy Carter. Despite the recent deluge of snow and the disruption it caused in parts of our borough, it finally feels like winter is behind us. But sadly, as we approach the end of March, time really is running out for us as your borough council. From the 1st of April, North Yorkshire Council will come into being and we will be consigned to the history books at Scarborough Borough after 49 years of existence. And that's why this is the final episode of Boroughcast, in this format anyway. However, there is still lots to tell you about this month, so here's what's coming in our final edition. A 10-year vision for Filey is approved... Scarborough is to get a new town centre cinema as part of a revamped Brunswick centre. We hear from Beth Mead as she is awarded the Freedom of the Borough of Scarborough. And as we prepare for a new chapter of local government in North Yorkshire, we speak to someone who was here 49 years ago when the last chapter started. So keep listening for all of that and more on this edition of Boroughcast. But first, we presented senior councillors with our final annual report earlier this month. The summary of activity set out the last 12 months worth of achievements against our corporate plan, which was agreed in 2020. Most local authorities produce a plan and they often include information that must be published. The document was discussed at the last ever meeting of our cabinet on the 14th of March. Councillors were told the report lays the foundations for a successful North Yorkshire Council. 2022 was an exceptional year for us in so many ways. As well as the transformative Towns Deals projects for Whitby and Scarborough and another huge investment to spruce up the borough, we staged our biggest event to date. That's right. In June last year, we welcomed more than 100,000 people to Scarborough as we hosted the Armed Forces Day national event. It was spectacular and really put our borough on the map right across the country and you could argue possibly globally. We've not got enough time to cover everything we achieved in the last 12 months in this podcast because if we read out the list, we'd be here for a long time and it would be very dull for you as our listener. Instead, we've added a link to our annual report in the show notes for this podcast and a separate link to a video our communications and marketing team made for it. However, we have been asking the Councillor Leader, Councillor Steve Siddons, for his final thoughts on the annual report in our sister podcast, In Conversation With. And here's what he had to say. Working with colleagues uh, in other parties has allowed us to deliver a huge amount of stuff. My, My only reservation is that we couldn't do more. You know, there are so many more things that we wanted to do. And I think if, if we had another couple of years, then I think we could have delivered even more. And these are all things that are for the benefit of the people who live, work and visit here. And, uh, and Scarborough and Whitby and Filey are great places, but they, they need investment and that investment is there, is moving forward and it's, you know... We can always use more, but uh, but we've done pretty well over the last four years and I, I am very proud of what me and, and my colleagues have all done. That was Councillor Steve Siddons. Keep listening for more information about two of our biggest Towns Deal projects, which we cover in more detail later in this episode. 
Next, our senior councillors have approved a 10-year vision for Filey. It was developed jointly with Filey Town Council and follows one of our most successful consultations to date. With more than 1,000 pieces of feedback received, we logged many comments and suggestions at our engagement sessions. Respondents said more needed to be done to provide support for young and old people and to improve the quality of their lives. They also said there should be more support for businesses in Filey and and they identified a need to better manage and improve the experience of visitors to the town. We started work to prepare our vision for Filey when it was left out of the government's Towns Deal initiative, unlike Whitby and Scarborough, and we put aside £1 million to support that for Filey. Our councillors have separately approved £400,000 to redevelop play areas in Filey Country Park, Glen Gardens and Copse Hill and £120,000 is earmarked for Filey's paddling pool. Work has begun on a £300,000 refurbishment of chalets along the beachfront and planning permission for a skate park has been granted in which we are investing £328,000. You're listening to BoroughCast, a podcast from Scarborough Borough Council with Andy Carter and Gabrielle Janzio. Permission has been granted to redevelop the Brunswick in Scarborough. The plans include proposals for a new multi-screen cinema in the former Debenhams store. The centre's owner, Scarborough Group, applied to change the use of the building, which in its heyday was a bustling shopping mecca. As well as internal changes to create the cinema and associated facilities, there will be a new entrance from Somerset Terrace and illuminated beacons will also be installed. The exterior of the building will be modernised with new design features. The Scarborough Group has had approaches from several cinema operators already and it's hoped a shortlist of five will be whittled down to one soon. Construction works are expected to begin later this year, ready for unveiling the revamped centre in 2025. Councillors on our planning committee voted unanimously to approve the proposals for the Brunswick when they met together earlier this month. The meeting heard there hadn't been a single objection to the plans, but more than 70 letters of support received. Here's how Peter Gleave introduced the plans on behalf of the Scarborough Group when he spoke to the planning committee. We've worked with, with officers over the last 12 months to, to reach a, a scheme that we feel is, is well designed and appropriate and will have uh, significant benefits for the town. Scarborough Group expect the, the transformation of the centre will encourage further investment um, in line with if the councils of the plans and initiatives for the town centre. There's plans to improve or potential to improve the public realm within the vicinity of the site and along Somerset Terrace and we believe that the, the proposals will help promote uh, footflow and connections around the building. Scarborough Group have a track record of delivering high quality developments across the country and we look forward to working with the council to provide a leisure destination that will complement the long-standing culture and tourist attractions that the town has to offer. The provision of a new cinema reflects the change in market trends and will ensure that Brunswick Centre is able to best respond to the change in demand for leisure uses within town centres. The high street environment overall relies on the leisure, food and beverage offer as much as traditional retail. It's becoming increasingly recognised that town centres need to reshape their role and, and become a hub of, of the community, incorporating leisure and entertainment space. And we therefore believe now is the appropriate time for a new cinema to be provided within Scarborough. 
the provision of a multi-screen cinema will also have benefits for residents with uh, reducing the distance that they have to travel to, to other multi-screen cinemas mm. in the local area. For a significant period, the centre's had a, a high level of vacancy and we believe that, as I've said, it's a deliverable mm. scheme and will be a key focus in the local area. And we therefore welcome the, the recommendation to approve and look forward to, to continuing our involvement. Thank you. Investment News Now. If you've been a regular listener to this podcast or you subscribe to our rather brilliant residence news newsletter, you'll be aware of our investment in the borough. We're spending £20 million in Scarborough and separately another £17 million in Whitby through the Towns Deal Initiative. And as we've told you already, we've set aside a million pounds for Filey through our vision for the town. We wanted to highlight two more of these Towns Deal projects in this, our final episode. And we've left the two biggest schemes to last. We're going to start in Whitby, where a £10 million investment will see the creation of a new maritime training hub. It will offer training and sector accreditation and certification opportunities for the maritime, marine and offshore renewable industries to Whitby and the wider market. There will also be office accommodation for maritime businesses and organisations that supply the industry, which will of course support economic growth and benefit the local community. We asked our colleague, Captain Chris Burrows from the Harbours team and who sits on the project board to tell us more about the hub. Here at Whitby, I'm involved in the steering group for the Whitby Maritime Training Hub and will ultimately be a a user and a tenant of the, the new facility. The, the challenge with the Maritime Hub has been trying to bring people together in such a, a wide, a wide-ranging industry and bringing those sectors together and to define exactly what they, what they might need out of a training hub, both now and going into the future. The, the Maritime Training Hub has the potential to be a, a once-in-a-generation game changer, both for the young people of the town and the surrounding area and to reinvitalize and, and ensure the continuing maritime heritage for Whitby Harbour. It has the potential to give young people in particular a, a great different option when they leave school rather than needing to leave the town to seek careers or rather than only having the options within the, the short seasonal tourism industry. This gives them the opportunity to access the maritime world, which is ever, ever changing, ever growing and as a whole host of opportunities that this will open up for young people. Residents can look forward to opportunities for their, for their youngsters as they leave school. They can look forward to training or retraining opportunities for themselves, whether that be to enter into the maritime sector or to, to reskill or upskill in sectors that apply both to maritime and both to shoreside within the local area. So things like scaffolding, work up at the mine, there are lots of interchangeable skills that apply both to maritime and the, and the local area. So all being well, the project will be finished in, in 2025 and then the centre will open. And we, we envisage this has been the, the first stage of this regeneration. So what we see on day one will probably not be the same in five and ten years' time as the, as the centre grows and brings new opportunity uh, to the town. That was Captain Chris Burrows. If you live in Whitby, you may have noticed that some of the ground and site investigation works for this project have already started in March. 
Next, we turn our attention to Scarborough and our Townsdale project called Station Gateway. We want to transform the area around the railway station to make it easier to access the town centre. There'll be a new public transport interchange, a remodelled road junction where the A64 meets Valley Bridge Road and Northway. The scheme also includes a new public space. The wider scheme will see a new use for Pavilion House, which we now own, and the former Comet building being brought back into life. David Kerfoot is the chair of the Scarborough Towns Deal Board and he's also the Station Gateway Champion. So here he is to explain the project in more detail. Every time I come in on the train here and I walk down the platform and walk outside here, I think, where's the beach? Where's the cricket club? Where's the harbour? Where's the high street? And I think of myself as a visitor, a resident or an investor. And as a first impression, it's not too good. And I think that's really sad because first impressions are so important to investors, visitors, day trippers and the residents of Scarborough who use the station regularly. One of the reasons why we as a board have made the Station Gateway project the flagship of our efforts to really regenerate Scarborough. And one of the first things that we want to do is create a public realm to be proud of. Somewhere where people can relax, sit, have a coffee, talk and meet people. Somewhere that's open and spacious and importantly signposted to the key areas of Scarborough, whether it be the castle, the harbour, the beach, the cricket club or the high street. Secondly, we're going to have a green transport hub. Somewhere where buses, taxis, cars, bikes can all get together, recharge and be part of the future of, hopefully, a carbon neutral economy. There are also a lot of tired buildings within the station and around the station. And one of our projects is to actually refurbish, regenerate, make some shared working space in a more modern vision for that area. And finally, behind the station in the old Comet building, we're going to create a cyber hub. Now we're lucky in this borough in that we have two or three quite large cyber businesses and the government is really focusing on cyber for the future. So for us to create a cyber hub here is a really exciting prospect because ultimately it will produce jobs and investment for the town. But at the end of the day, this town deal board has one objective, to deliver on the ground where it matters and where it makes a difference. That was David Kerfoot. Work to progress all 14 projects in the Whitby and Scarborough Towns deals will continue after the 1st of April when the new Unitary Council for North Yorkshire comes into being. You may want to consider subscribing to the new council's electronic newsletter called Your North Yorkshire, which we expect will showcase the schemes on a regular basis. From the 1st of April, visit North Yorks gov.uk to sign up for free.
You're listening to BoroughCast. It's a podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. And it's time to bring you the part of this podcast you, our listeners, have been contributing to. In fact, it has rather relied on your input in the last year. We call this segment Sounds of the Borough. If you are familiar with the principle of slow radio or you listen to Paddy O'Connell on Radio 4 on Sundays, you'll get the gist. Our borough is visually stunning, but we also think it's audibly interesting too. For this month and the final episode of this podcast, Gabrielle and I have taken the liberty of choosing something ourselves. So we present the almost hypnotic sound of the main clock in the Mayor's Parlour here at Town Hall as it ticks away and the seconds count down to the new chapter of local government in our borough. We don't know much about the clock, apart from the fact it is known as a bracket clock. These are defined as smaller clocks, usually rectangular, sometimes with a rounded top, which are designed to sit on a shelf, maybe a mantelpiece or a wall bracket. Town Hall has quite a few clocks, some made by local manufacturers, and we are told they are all wound by hand once a week. You're listening to BorougHcast, a podcast from Scarborough Borough Council with Andy Carter and Gabrielle Janzio. England football and rugby stars Beth Mead and Zoe Oldcroft have been awarded the Freedom of the Borough of Scarborough at a special ceremony. It is the highest honour we can present and is in recognition of Beth and Zoe's spectacular sporting achievements. Beth and her father were at Town Hall in Scarborough to be presented with the honour at what was the final ever meeting of our full council on Monday the 20th of March. Beth, as you'll know, is an English professional footballer. She plays as forward for the Women's Super League Club Arsenal and the England national team. She grew up in Hinderwell near Whitby, where she once described it as a fishing town in the middle of nowhere, the sort of place where the people are outnumbered by sheep. Doesn't seem to have held her back there does it definitely not and last year she broke jimmy greaves 61 year old record of the most goals scored in a season by an england player of either gender and was named bbc women's footballer of the year and world soccer world player of the year that's quite a list she was also appointed an mbe in the 2023 new year honors for her services to football Beth's award nomination was formally proposed at the meeting by Councillor Heather Phillips. Bethany Jane Mead, MBE, has packed a lot into her 28 years since her early days as a six-year-old taken to a Saturday morning football session in Hinderwell by her mum. It is down to young ladies like Beth that many more young girls will be attending such sessions now. Boys have many heroes to look up to in football and life in general, but now maybe girls have that heroine that they need to make sure that they can take a full part in local sport. I'm one of those whose um, enthusiasm has uh, rather unfortunately outstripped any football or sporting prowess, but I'm sure young ladies like Beth are the future for us. When Beth left the North East, Middlesbrough and Sunderland lost out very much to Arsenal. The number nine shirt at Arsenal will be hers for some time now, as she's just signed a new contract. Beth is the type of player you want on your side. She is as happy to assist 
as to shine herself. She's shown that in 2022 for most marvellous contribution to the Euros as part of a team, a part of young ladies who went out and represented our country marvellously. Beth is a model of how those who benefit from support growing up give back with the Beth Mead Scholarship at Teesside University, offering other potential female football stars of the future help to unlock their full potential. Her list of trophies and personal awards are too long to actually list because I've only got two and a half minutes apparently. But Lionel Messi couldn't do better. You are our Lionel Messi, honestly. Above all, Bethany Jane Mead MBE is an example of strength, determination and grit in the face of personal challenges and injury. Perhaps we could all learn from the example set by that six-year-old and grab life and live it with all the optimism and hope for the future that young girl did. And Beth had this to say after being presented with her Freedom Award. I don't know about Lionel Messi, but thank you for that one. No, I just want to thank everyone for your support and being here today on such a historic day, uh, the final meeting. Like you said, I play for a six-year-old girl that loves playing football. I go out every day on a football pitch to enjoy what I'm doing, and I don't feel like I have that effect on young girls or boys, but to be able to do that and help people, I'm happy with that. And, yeah, I'm hugely honoured to be here today. Proud moment for me and my family. Women's sport, doing unbelievable. So happy to see it on the rise and in the place it belongs. Yeah, so a huge thank you to everyone today and thanks for having me. Meanwhile, Zoe Oldcroft is an English rugby union player who represents England's women's national rugby union team internationally. She made her debut for the team in 2016 against France. She was then named in the 2017 Women's Rugby World Cup squad for England. Zoe started playing rugby here in Scarborough when she was just nine and in 2021 she was named World Rugby Women's 15s Player of the Year. Zoe's Freedom of the Borough Award was formerly proposed at the meeting by Councillor Janet Jefferson. It gives me great pleasure to stand before you today to propose that Zoe Allcroft becomes the Honorary Freeman of the Borough of Scarborough in recognition of her lifetime achievements within England's Women's Rugby Union squad, not least being named Player of the Match after England's Six Nation victory over France in April 21. In December 21, Zoe Allcroft was crowned World Rugby Women's 15th Player of the Year for 2021 with a citation named England Chap Captain for the first time on her 25th birthday. Zoe led the Red Roses in an 89-0 victory over the USA and marked the occasion with a try. Zoe started all eight of the England matches in 2021 as the Roses extended their unbeaten run to 18 tests and won a third successive Women's Six Nations title. Zoe was part of the England squad for the delayed 21 Rugby World Cup held in New Zealand in October and November of 22 and is presently training with the England squad in preparation for the Women's Six Nation Championships which starts on the 25th of March. Zoe appeared on the BBC Question of Sport along with Paddy McGuinness. She has also got a knitted doll of an England rugby star, Johnny Wilkinson, that she takes with her to every match. As a long-standing member of the Scarborough Council Sports Council, I am personally aware of Zoe Allcroft's achievements from her early days to womanhood in the field of rugby. And she is an inspiration to all young girls, both locally and nationwide, within the game. And I have no hesitation, Mr Mayor, in recommending her today for the Freeman of the Borough Award. 
and so propose. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, Zoe's current commitments mean she wasn't able to attend the ceremony in person, so it was her mum, Roz, who collected it on her behalf. We have great pleasure in accepting this honour, and thank you all for supporting her over the years. We appreciate the support she has received from both the Scarborough Rugby Club and the wider public and sporting bodies within the area. Zoe is sad not to be able to be here in person, but thanks you all for your continued support for both her in the upcoming, sorry, <laughs> in the upcoming Six Nations campaign and her future sporting career. Thank you. That was Roz Aldcroft, mum of rugby star Zoe. You're listening to Boroughcast, a podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. 49 years of local government history will come to an end on the 1st of April when Scarborough Borough Council and the other six district and boroughs in North Yorkshire come to an end. We and they are being replaced by a single unitary authority, which will have responsibility for all local services across our entire county. Well, the saying goes that a week is a long time in politics, so we wondered what 49 years felt like. The good news is, for us, there's someone who knows. David Jeffels was elected to be a councillor on what was then the new Scarborough Borough Council in the early 1970s, the last time local government here was restructured. He served on the Shadow Authority from 1973 before the Borough Council formally came into being on the 1st of April 1974. And he's been here ever since. I caught up with David to find out about his memories of 49 years ago. I came in as the, the baby of the council and I was the youngest member then. Now I, uh, I'm, I'm leaving Scarborough Council as, uh, as the father of the council. But um, yes, it was... Uh, a very challenging time at that time because we brought together seven district authorities. Some were urban councils, others were rural councils, and of course there was Scarborough Town Council uh, it itself. So it took quite a long time to uh, to settle down, but uh, it duly duly did, and I think the same thing will happen with the with the new North Yorkshire Unitary uh, Council. So as a younger man then, uh, what was it like entering the council chamber for the first time uh, as kind of the wheels got into motion? It was quite daunting because I think virtually all the, at that time, 50 members had their own agendas for their, for their own uh, wards. Some had been there quite a long time in the, in the previous authorities. Everybody was vying for money, for, for pet projects in, the, in their various parts of the of, of the new borough some were uh, delighted with the outcome others weren't but by and large i think looking over nearly 50 years of the of the, the, the council a lot has been achieved i think in many cases we've punched above our weight we've seen many changes and i think we've seen the economy of the borough enhanced we've seen more investment much more is uh, is on the horizon hopefully but we have achieved a lot, despite the cuts in, in budgets, which have gone on under all the administrations, both politically here in Scarborough and uh, at government level as, as, as well. But uh, we have managed to bring in money from outside, and I'm quite sure that that will happen uh, in, in the future. 
We don't have the time today to kind of list every success or, or major piece of work that the council's achieved in its 49 years, but if there were one or two highlights of your time as a councillor on this borough council, does anything spring to mind? I think the regeneration of the spa was certainly one of the real uh, success stories. It's gone from strength to strength. It, hasn't, it wasn't easy at the time. We brought in money from uh, government and from the EU, and that helped an awful lot. And, and the same at, at Whitby as well. Pavilion had a, a lot of uh, injection of, of funds, and it's been a, a co- community asset and a, a boon to the, uh, to the local tourist industry as well. I think Whitby's been a particular success during the, uh, the the life of this council because for many years it was run down, somewhat neglected. Now you're going to Whitby and it is really thriving throughout the year. And I think when you look at the jet industry in Whitby, thriving as it is, my own feeling is that it would be ideal to be a, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh, I'm sure it uh, it merits it because it's internationally famous, of course, with Captain Cook and all that uh, that, that he uh, achieved. Your political work will continue beyond the 1st of April when the new North Yorkshire Council comes into being because you've been elected to that uh, organisation, that body. You strike me as the Duracell politician, the Duracell councillor here, because you just keep on going. What motivates you uh, to keep on as a, as a local councillor and in politics? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. I represent the area in which I was brought up as a kid I know an awful lot of people. I, be, have, I feel as if I have become, over the years, a key part of the communities in the village that I represent. People feel as if they can contact me at any time. I don't always solve the problems that they present me with, but I try to, and I think that has held me in, in, in good stead. I've thoroughly enjoyed being a, a borough councillor and... Uh, with the added responsibilities that's going to come on board with the new council. I'm, I'm looking forward to it very much indeed. Councillor David Jeffels, thank you for joining us on Boracast today. It's much appreciated. It's been a great pleasure. That's it for this edition of Boracast, our final one. At the end of this month, a new unitary council assumes responsibility for all local services in North Yorkshire and we, Scarborough Borough, will be abolished after 49 years. All that is left for us to say is a massive thank you for downloading or streaming our podcast since we published our first episode back in 2022. At the time, we launched these as a bit of an experiment, frankly, but we've been amazed by the response we've had. We've had thousands of listens and downloads, and the feedback we've received has been really positive and encouraging. The new council hasn't yet said whether it will launch its own podcast series, but based on our own experience, we really hope it does. So for the final time on this final episode of Boroughcast, we'll end by reflecting on the words of Nina Simone, who in 1965 sang, It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. But only time will tell whether the new look to local government in North Yorkshire leaves you feeling good. Thank you for listening. From Gabrielle. Goodbye. And from me, Andy. Goodbye. For more news and information about the services we provide, visit scarborough.gov.uk.